Well, Monday through Friday at least. Tomorrow, uh, I will uh, I will be at the spring game. I know we've got a uh, we've got like a pregame show ready for you. I think Q and Garrett and Tom are going to be part of that. I've been hearing their names. That'll be great. Steven, I may just, I don't know. They won't tell me where they are. I may just crash that party. Just show up wherever that thing's happening. But I'll be out there. I'll be in the press box, and I'll be monitoring Baylor's spring game, green and gold game. So excited about that. Excited to see some of these guys in person. I want to see Apu. This guy's been in a lot of attention. A lot of time has been he's been discussed. Uh Apuaika. Siaki Apuaika, the uh, defensive tackle. <laughs> what would Raftery say right now, Stephen? Bill Raftery. <laughs> but anyway, I I'm excited about Apu. This is gonna be great to see him in person. I believe he's number sixty-two. And then uh, so lots to get to. We've got a huge Baylor series, uh baseball. They are in Lubbock. We will have the great Rodrigo, Steve Rodrigo Rodriguez, will join us at 140. All right, Stephen, I've got that is 38 minutes from now. We will talk to the great Rodrigo as he'll get ready for that series. This is a pivotal series. Stephen, Bears have kind of climbed out of a hole. I mean, they, they came out of that TCU. Man, by the way, Stephen, I'm hearing people say about that TCU program. Now, Tech is a top 10. I think they're number 10 in the country. Where are the Horned Frogs? Steven, I know you know. Steven Simcox, people that don't know, attended that university, that fine liberal arts school, and I do mean liberal. Uh, right there in Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, where are the Frogs ranked at this given time? They are number eight in the nation. Okay. And who do the Frogs have this weekend? Because there's a big series coming up. Who are the Frogs taking on? Uh, yeah, they play Kansas this weekend. They get Texas in yeah. a few weekends from now. Yeah. Kansas. I don't know. you got to watch out for Kansas. They've got somebody I noticed showed up on like I was reading my top 100 prospects in the, uh, in the, you know, the uh, MLB draft, and there was a Kansas player who showed up, one of those pitchers. I'm telling you, you never know who has the pitching, and Kansas has at least one of those guys that's name keeps popping up I've been seeing, so look out for that. But, Stephen, we did have uh, – so we'll get some Steve Rodrigo, Rodriguez talk coming up at 140 and get you ready for a baseball weekend. And then we got – oh, man, I can't wait for this this spring game. And, you know, today, I tell you what, at 120, <clears throat> we'll, I'll address kind of what I think is going on. I get it. It's out there. What, everybody's hearing the same thing about Kim Mulkey, and everybody's scared. I get it. Anytime her name starts coming up in relation to another gig or whatever, everybody starts panicking. Mosley, what's going on? What's going on? All right, well, at 120, I'll kind of give you my thoughts on what is happening. All right, and we'll see where this all goes. But if, if you're a Lady Bears fan and you're worried and all that kind of thing, I think I can probably calm some of those worries a little bit. But uh, – Listen, you have one of the greatest coaches in all of sports. Occasionally, this is going to happen. Oh, wait, LSU's open. What are they going to do? What if they come after Kim Mulkey? Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And, um, and, and, but, again, it's a reminder also to not get so caught up. Watch who you follow. 
Watch out who you follow on Twitter, all right? I mean, you know, some random podcast in Baton Rouge, I mean, freaks everybody out. Well, consider the source, all right? Don't, let's not get all caught up in somebody who's trying to drive up their numbers. Stephen, would we ever do that on the Mosley and Simcox show? No, no, we would never try to. I, I'm just saying, I think I can kind of calm things down a little bit. If you want to talk, if you want to talk. Uh, about this or you got questions for us or whatever you can hit us on the cnc collision line that's 254-662-1660 Stephen, they can call us on that freddie kish line <clears throat> 254-662-1660 but Stephen, let's prepare to share a little bit of breaking news on the baylor basketball front There it is, uh, and we'll give Stephen just a moment as he steps into the uh, Central Texas newsroom, and uh, that's where all our bulletins come out. He gives all the weather reports. Golly, a little cloudy. Pretty heavy chance of rain today. Okay, we're keeping our eye on this for you. But, Stephen, we've got some uh, – boy, it's cloudy today. It's not usually, but it's cloudy in Tucson because of the following news. Stephen, what do you have for us? Jeff Goodman – Posted a tweet. It says, Baylor has landed Arizona transfer James Akinjo, source told Stadium. Huge pickup for the national champs. Akinjo has since confirmed that on his Instagram page. Last season, Q, he, or Matt, he averaged 15 points a game, five assists, and shot 40% from three. Wow. Wow. James Spell that, spell that last name for everybody again. I know it's got a J in it, and it ends in an O. A-K-I-N-J-O. Is that right, Stephen? That's correct. Boy, Kinjo's going to come in here. I mean, he, he was the Peach Jam Player of the Year back in 2017, the MVP in the Peach Jam. You know, Q knows about our, our colleague Q knows about all that stuff because he, he's from Northern California. He's got Northern California roots. He knows that area. This kid's from Oakland, and he likes to shoot the ball. He'll come in shooting. Now, he started out at Georgetown. was really good. Like, as a freshman, he's scoring 13-14 a game. We're thinking, is this guy going to be one and done? Goes over to Arizona. He's good there. He got a little waiver to play. Closer to home. And uh, and, and now, you know, so, I, Stephen, there's a, every once in a while, I do look at some of these players and go, golly, man, I know you do the same thing. I mean, in this – at this time where everybody's going in the portal at the least little bit of resistance, you know, Baylor doesn't lose a lot of players. They just don't. Tristan Clark's leaving because – but he had medically retired. I don't even know if he's allowed to come back to Baylor. He's going to go try to go play somewhere else, and we we wish him the best. But the Sakinjo has bounced a little bit, okay? Georgetown, now to Arizona. But in his defense, Stephen – and he doesn't need a big defense, but, I mean, Arizona just changed coaches. He goes there and play for Sean Miller. Stephen, did Sean Miller, did he know how to take care of his players? Don't answer that. Okay. Sean, Sean was known. But now they've got that guy from Gonzaga that we all like, Tommy, Tommy Lloyd. God, I love that guy. Good dude. The Baylor staff loves him. John Jacobs, the man who's gone from Baylor to Gonzaga back to Baylor. He loves that guy. Man, they're, those are all good friends. Tommy, Tommy Lloyd. But the Bears have reached in there and secured 
a big-time transfer, James Akinjo. I mean, Stephen, before I start listing off what this team looks like next year, do you have – I mean, you've been kind of digging around, looking up stuff on Akinjo. Stephen, have you booked him yet? Do you have Akinjo on? Now, he's not signed anything officially, okay? So, I don't think – Stephen, we you can reach out directly. Stephen, are you on Instagram? Yes, I am. Do you have an IG account? I do. Will you insta him for us? Just kind of hit him with the IG. Does he have a Twitter handle? Have you seen yet if he has a Twitter handle? I have not. I'm sure he probably does. But yeah, I can I can message him all on right. Instagram. All right. Well, I I don't want to do all the proper things. He's not. I'm just saying it's not official yet. I think. I think we would have to be the ones to reach out and get this thing done is what I'm saying. All right? So we want to do this officially and uh, handle it the proper way. we got to get him secured, get him to Waco. We're going to love it here. We're going to love it. We're going to love Central Texas. Young man's been in Tucson. Then he was at Georgetown. And then before that, Stephen, remind me, this kid grew up in Oakland. Yeah, we have him in Oakland. He's in Northern California over there right on the other side. He could see every day he'd be playing and he would look out and see the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, man. See, there's another bridge over there. It's like the Oakland Bridge. They call it something else. Another pretty, I mean, it's a pretty, it's all pretty. Love the Golden Gate. And, um, Stephen, the, the Golden State Warriors now play in San Fran. You know, they used to be over there in, in Oakland. They now play over in San Francisco. So, this young man, to see the Golden State now, he'd have to come across the bridge. And all these California teams, Stephen, are just getting—they're uh, just getting some law, you know, some ability to get some fans in there. <laughs> Texas, we've had fans. Uh, do we ever not have fans, Stephen? Do we ever have? I mean, I don't think we ever held any football games without fans. All these California—they're like, oh, we're going back to school. We're opening our businesses. We've been doing this here for a while. That's going to be a funny thing, uh, yeah, with, with the NCAA tournament in baseball because they're saying 50%. Oh. And a lot of those SEC schools, Matt, are already at 100% capacity. Like in Arkansas this weekend, I was seeing people like on top of each other, on each other's shoulders. They're going to have to scale back for the tournament. <laughs> oh, man. Steven, right now – who would make the who would make the College World Series from Texas? We're stacked. Our state has some really good, but if you're going to throw Texas, TCU, and Tech in there, are, are, do you do you see a path where all three of those teams make it? Yes, I mean provided you know we'll we'll find out about who's hosting here in a couple weeks actually because they're making that decision earlier so that teams can have time to get all their covid protocols in place um but if if there's not a situation where sometimes similar to women's basketball they'll put two teams in the same conference against each other in like a super regional if that doesn't happen though i I think all three of those teams could could potentially make it to the college world series anybody else i always think about dallas baptist having a great team year after year boy those baptists they could play some baseball the Bears always knocking on the door. You never know. Bears have been known. There was one year, Stephen, where, honestly, I didn't know if we were going to be that good and then ran off like something insane, like 11, mm-hmm. to 13 straight Big 12 wins and finished like that. If you can finish at 500 or maybe even a little worse, let's let's just call it like 
let's say you finish 10 and 12, or I don't even know if that's possible, but let's say 13 and 15 in the Big 12. You should be in that tournament. Like a 13, uh, anything close to a 500 record in the Big 12 should get you in. Is that saying too much? And right now, as it breaks down, I think Oklahoma State of the, okay, you got that top tier that I've talked about Texas, TCU, and Tech. Oklahoma State's next. And then would it be like Baylor, West Virginia, and Oklahoma right there together? Does that sound right, Stephen? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Oklahoma State is 500 right now, and then Baylor's kind of knocking on the door of that after winning a couple series. Um, I mean, as far as other schools in the state, like DBU is, is sort of a fringe tournament team this year. Texas State has some nice Tuesday night wins. Like they beat uh, TCU earlier this year on a Tuesday night. Um, they, they have a solid squad. I, I think those are teams that you don't really want to see in a regional. And Baylor is playing better. I feel like the thing for the Bears is I don't know if – the committee still thinks that Coach Rod is on the West Coast or he prefers to be on the West Coast, but uh, they got to stop sending those guys out to UCLA and, um, and to play those schools because even a couple of years ago when the Bears finished second in the conference, they put them in a regional with the number one overall seed in the Bruins, and I, I don't know what the rationale was behind that, but hopefully um, I, I believe their RPI after that Kansas series was 46, and, and they'll have a chance to – you know, build that up some more, uh, especially this weekend on the road against Tech and Lubbock. Hopefully they'll get a better draw um, in a regional this year if if they can continue to play well and make the postseason. All right. Uh, more on all that with the great Rodrigo. Steve Rodriguez joins us at 140 game day. I like that, Stephen. He's got his game face on, but he did make time for Mosley and Simcox. All right. Um, I also, uh, a bit of news coming out of, uh, boy, you love it, Stephen, when they're meeting in Austin and Republicans and Democrats, you know, usually they're fighting it out. It comes on party lines. But one thing they can all agree on, anything that helps, Stephen, college football or college athletics, but especially college football, they all agree on. You can bring the Dems and the Republicans together. This is Senate Bill 1385. That passed yesterday on a 28 to 2 vote. Um, th- this is at the state takes another step toward historic change on the name, image, and likeness. All right. Uh, and this is, uh, this is really big. Texas Senate passed a game changer of a bill Thursday, allows college athletes to benefit financially from their name, image, and likeness for the first time ever starting September 1st. Some of these states' laws are going to take effect July 1st. We shall see how all this works out. But there were a couple of bills that were floating around. This one went by, Stephen, the the Republican out of uh, Conroe said, uh, this is Brandon Creighton, said, I've changed my mind in knowing that college athletics has evolved in ways that I don't prefer. I wish this wasn't a conversation that we would have to have. But it's time for Texas to decide if we're okay with sitting on the sidelines as other states around the country show that they value and respect college athletes from the state of Texas in ways that if we do not pass this legislation, we, that we could indicate that we do not. So, Stephen, if I'm reading between the lines there, the, the senator is saying he doesn't like this, but he's going to go ahead and bring this thing <laughs> forth. <laughs> He, he he doesn't really – he's going kicking and screaming, but he doesn't want California, all these lefty, all these left-leaning states to jump ahead of us. 
So he, we got to do it. Stephen, that was not the strongest statement to back our student athletes I've ever heard, but uh, I believe the senator's saying to stay in touch, uh, that he needs to get with it, to get with the ball game and, and get this legislation through. Yeah, seems like he's not too happy with the, the way of the world right now, but I guess I guess he's going to vote for it. And that's the fascinating thing about, you know, kind of the um, the breaking point we're coming to with the NCAA is they keep kicking this down the road, but states are passing this. I mean, I know the federal government's also looking at it. I mean, if the NCAA wants to stay in charge of college sports, they need to find a way to make this work before they're forced to or before somebody else swoops in and says, hey, we could do this better. It's a government mandate now, so why don't we you know, break off from the NCAA and, and do our own thing? Are you talking about maybe a Super League type situation? Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would last a little bit longer than the one did in Europe. Do we get... Do the Bears, I mean, it's a national championship winning program in men's and women's. Steven, in a Super League, though, do we are we going to be okay? Like, I always worry about, you know, your alma mater, my alma mater, Baylor and TCU. Do we, are the Super League, I mean, I feel like, I feel like the Horns still have a lot of say in our futures. We got to get this thing where they don't. Steven, you got to keep winning national titles, competing, lobbying, doing whatever you need. But I'm telling you, Governor Ann's not there anymore. Uh, Bullock's not there, man. Baylor's not represented as much by the heavy hitters anymore. No offense. We got some people down there in Austin. But, Stephen, who is our governor? He's not. That's. I mean, I can't remember where he went. Did he go to, was he an Aggie? Rick Perry was an Aggie. I don't know where this governor, did he go to Texas State? Anyway, he's not a bear. So Texas, Baylor and TCU need to be figuring everything out, and they got to look out for themselves. All right, and that's what Baylor was doing all those years ago, Steve. He was a UT left. guy, UT and Vandy Law oh, School. Oh, is he a horn? Yeah. Okay. Wait, where did he go to law school? Vandy. Oh, okay. Well, you can't claim any of us, really. Um, I like this from Senator Royce West out of Dallas, Democrat out of Dallas. He says, the NCAA, they're still trying to figure this thing out. I was on the telephone with them yesterday. They still haven't figured it out. Stephen, what now what does that really mean when you say you're on the telephone with the NCAA? Could that mean anything? Could that be anyone from like the president, like Mark Emmert, or just like somebody that's taking calls at the NCAA in Indianapolis? When you say you've been on the phone with the NCAA, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm Googling NCAA office right now. Okay. okay, I got a phone number for the national headquarters. Maybe you just called that. If you'll dial that right now, we can say we were just on the phone with the NCAA. Okay, yeah, I can do that. No, that's okay. Let's not. Let's not. He added this, but the question is, do we want to make certain that our universities, large and small, have a level playing field to be able to recruit the best volleyball, women bas- women's basketball, and he said women basketball, and football players in the country? This gives Texas the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yes. Why lead, Stephen, when you can just kind of wait around for all the other states to do something? And then we're going to have this place. The main thing is, Stephen, will we have this in place for the start of that first football game in the fall? They say this thing will take effect September 1. 
And will the Mullet brothers be properly able to take advantage of this? That's really what I worry about. It's too late for the villain. The villain's already out there making money on his on his merchandise. Mark Vital. The Mullet brothers, where do they stand in all this? All right, Stephen, lots of texts coming in. Appreciate you guys. If you've got a question, I, I'm going to try to help folks out as a seasoned journalist. On this whole Kim Mulkey, everything flying around, I'm going to try to kind of I'm going to just calm things down a little bit. I'm going to explain to you what you should be worried about, what you shouldn't be worried about, all right, with the future of the, uh, of the Lady uh, Bears program. That's all next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies today with a 90% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Any thunderstorm today could be strong to severe with large hail and damaging winds. Highs top out at 76. Showers and storms early this evening, then clearing skies overnight in 56. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Car has the trucks, man. They have the one for you. Crew cap, short or long bed, silver, black or blue. Texas size selection, great prices too. Richard Carr, he has the truck for you. Car has the trucks, man. He has the truck you need. If you want the best truck, you want a GMC. Texas size selection, great prices too. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Terrence Clark, a freshman guard for the Kentucky Wildcat men's basketball team this past season, died following a car accident in Los Angeles. It was announced yesterday Clark was 19 years old. West Virginia is adding two years to Coach Neil Brown's contract. That will extend him through the 2026 season. Baylor's green and gold game is tomorrow at McLean Stadium. Coverage starts at 11 a.m. with Garrett Ross, your boy Q, and Tom Barfield with the tailgate show on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball this afternoon versus Iowa State. First pitch at 4 on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball on the road at Texas Tech. First pitch at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. And the Rangers start their series with the White Sox tonight. First pitch at 7 o'clock on 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is Mosley and Simcox. Boy, Stephen, I tell you, one of my buddies just announced on Facebook that his daughter has signed to play beach volleyball at Arizona State. One of my longtime pals. How cool is that? That is big time. Um, so they do something a little bit like the University of Houston with their little, you know, we have the bear claw, obviously. This is like a... They, they do something with their fingers that indicates, like, the pitchfork. So, how about that? Arizona State Beach Volleyball. Stephen, you and I, I think if they had had men's beach volleyball programs, that would, have been, that would have been our entree into college athletics. Do you think that's – is that appropriate? You think that's an Was that a big statement? deal in Kaufman? Yeah, I think we could, we could hang in the yeah, beach volleyball yeah. world. Well, first, first Baptist, we had some land, and they put a bunch of – they put a bunch of uh, sand volleyball courts out, and mm. man, we'd get out yeah. there. It was like uh, it was like Iceman and Maverick. It was like all the Top Gun guys. You know, I'd have some, I'd have some uh, Ray Bans on. <laughs> I don't remember going shirtless <laughs> though. I don't remember having any. Uh, S- yeah, sun- yeah, Sunday night volleyball used to be a thing at College Avenue, but uh, got a little too competitive, and Pastor thought we were straying away f- our focus from the Lord a little bit. I wish I was joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. <laughs> That's not our buddy, our new pastor, right? That's a, that's a previous. No, pastor. no, no. That's a previous regime. Oh man, 
feel like I feel like uh, Pastor Johnson. I think Terry's okay with a little, yeah, yeah, a little volleyball, a little competition. I think Terry. I think there's all kinds of stuff Terry might be open to. No, I'm kidding. Terry is Terry is solid as they come. <laughs> all right, um, Stephen. I what what do you make of? I, I, and I'll just tell you. I know it's out there. Have I ignored it on social media? Yes. Have I ignored it on this radio show? Yes. Am I asked about it constantly? Yes. Yes, there's some sort of thing going on among LSU people and Louisiana people that they suddenly think they're going to get uh, that they're going to get Kim Mulkey. I mean, like Kim Mulkey is one of the greatest things that ever happened to Baylor. I mean, in, in a time when we were at an all-time low, she brought winning and and then brought championship culture and three national titles. It, it so. Pardon me if I don't react to a bunch. So all the only reason I'm doing this is because I constantly am getting texted about this. And and I so it's like, oh, Mosley's ignoring this. What does this mean? What is this? Okay, LSU had a coach just decide to leave. I think she's going to try to become president of a WNBA team or something like that. She, I mean, they, they, they didn't have a great run with her. They were okay. They might have made it to the Sweet 16 or something. LSU has not shown in the past some kind of enormous commitment to women's athletics. Not anything close to Baylor. Okay, not what 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 Baylor and in I mean it's Gino Ariema and there's Kim. Okay, and and those are and, and that's as it should be. Those are the two. And Don Staley's an incredible coach, but there's about four coaches, but there are two or three that are in a different stratosphere, coaching wise, money wise, everything. But, like, the, the thought of LSU, now people say it's home. She's from Louisiana, yeah? She does love it there. Now, she went to Louisiana Tech. Okay, let's remember that. She did not go to LSU. She did have a son who played baseball at LSU, really fine player. He's in the Cardinals organization right now. But is there any, like, it's the state university. Everybody in Louisiana grows up loving LSU. I get all that. And I even get why the LSU people would be going crazy. But to react to, like, random – I'm looking at these things every time St- – Stephen, I mean, we even, we've even done it at our, done it at our place. I, I see, like, in our, our, our group text, hey, is this real? Does anybody know if this is real? What's going on out there? Stephen, there's not been a single credible report that has this happening. Now, if there's somebody that's a huge college women's basketball, you know, follows that, or or somebody at the uh, at the Baton Rouge newspaper that I trust, Brooks Cabina or Cabana or whatever his name is, Cubana, uh, okay, then it's time to get worried. But I mean, until there's some kind of now, there was something that said she's been offered the job. She's been offered. The job. I mean, I I don't think, um, I don't believe any of that's happened. But again, it's you know it's okay. I get where it all happened. She is an amazing person, amazing coach, and if LSU wants to get excited and say they're going to make a run at Kim Mulkey, good on them. Good on them. They can try. They can try to do that. I'm just saying the culture and what she has here and what she's built. It really is almost second to none. You could say UConn. But in, in a lot of ways, the Baylor program has even surpassed UConn in recent years. This is a monster. They've built a monster. Okay, they got great fans. 
Um, you know, it, sometimes the fans are a little different than the men's program. I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting. Uh, it, it, they they they're passionate. They are passionate for their Lady Bears. But I'm just saying, one of the great things that maybe uh, an older fan base or a fan base that skews a little bit older is that they're not like a lot of us who, Stephen, are on Twitter all the time or looking at Facebook constantly. No, I'm not so sure about Facebook. I don't think – I think Facebook is skewing a little older these days. But I I do at least am glad that the people who uh, live and die with Lady Bears basketball, the, the what I would say is the, the more mature audience, they are not on – Twitter constantly and in Instagram following all these yahoos because that's what it is. The, the the things I'm seeing coming out of LSU, they're almost doing it for fun. I saw Kim recently go on with some LSU people, and it was obviously kind of an LSU fan thing, okay, like LSU cheerleaders. And there was a man who had like a like we do. Stephen had a radio, I don't know if it was a radio show or a podcast, nice little set. And there was a woman doing sports reports. She sat over there near him. Seemed like a nice, nice couple. I don't, well, I don't know if they're a couple. It's a man, and then the woman does the uh, the updates. I don't know who they are, but they're in Baton Rouge. They seem to have some following. Well, of course they all would kill to have Kim Mulkey as their coach. I'm just saying I, I just needed to get to the point, Stephen, where I at least not responded to those tweets or any of the social – all that, but I responded to – the, the Baylor fandom that seems to be just all like, uh, just, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Is she leaving us? Is she leaving us? I, I I don't know where this all comes from. Like, has Kim ever left us? No. Has she had opportunities to leave? Absolutely. Has Scott ever left us? No. Did Memphis come after him years ago? Yes. And they may have could have had, they, they probably could have had him back in like 2008 or 2009, whenever that happened. They probably could have had him, and they weren't smart enough to get it done. They hired Josh Pastner. Now, I don't see anybody. He's not wanting to leave. I don't see it happening. So, all this to say is my take on this is Kim's had plenty of opportunities to leave. LSU's shown no. Their, their, their athletic program is, is on the verge of, like, huge – and, again, Baylor's been through this, too, so don't think I'm crowing about this. But they, they've had major issues, stuff less miles left behind, stuff that's happened. They've got a lot of stuff going on there. I would just say Kim knows she has an incredible thing in Waco, Texas. And she has really become uh, – with she and Gino are the tops. That's it, man. They're, it's like the two best coaches in all of women's basketball, and I would put Kim over Gino. So I, I promise you, um, if I'll let everybody know, if I ever sense that Mac Rhodes, the AD, is 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 sensing, is fearful, uh, oh, my gosh, they've reached out to her. Oh, the AD, they've offered her something. Oh, my gosh, they've blown her away. They've offered some kind of insane amount of money. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Until then... I don't see it. I don't. I don't. I don't see her leaving, but I. You know. I. I think um, it's. You just always. There's a little worry when it comes to Stephen um, home. When somebody has a chance to go back home, 
there's a little something there that makes you at least press pause. I would just say, what legends of Kim Zilk, who's about to go into the Naismith Hall of Fame and be represented by Michael Jordan, give me an example of someone at that level, like, leaving where she became a legend. I mean, Gino's not going to LSU. I mean, Don Staley's now become, you know, she's unbelievable where she is. I mean, the only coaches who leave are people like Vic Schaefer, who kind of came up through A&M and went over here, went over there. Then he did really well over here, Mississippi State, and then he's at Texas. Kim arrived at Baylor, transformed the program, made the program great. She's going in the Naismith Hall of Fame. I, it it doesn't add up. So I would just, I would sort of just say, why are we freaking out? Uh, okay, Stephen, does that sound good to you? I'm going to sound the word, and I'll let everybody know when it's time to freak out. I don't think that time has arrived. Does that seem fair? Seems fair. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll follow the Mosley lead on this one for sure. <laughs> I don't think people do, sadly. I don't think they – I think they should follow the Mosley lead always. All right, we've got uh, the great Rodrigo, Steve. Rodrigo Rodriguez, the Baylor uh, baseball coach. Huge series coming up in Lubbock starting tonight, 6.30 first pitch. Uh, and we will have it all for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. Steve Rodriguez is next. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. One winner will have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender my money my future my credit union it's the Jeep celebration event going on now at Allen Samuels. You'll find special pricing on a new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $3,750 or 0% for 72 months. Also, check out the new 2021 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus or Lux with up to $5,000 in total values or 0% interest for 84 months. Allen Samuels, the best place to find your new Jeep. Located at 201 West Loop 340. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovatic Sausage and West. Terrence Clark, a freshman guard for the Kentucky Wildcat men's basketball team this past season, died following a car accident in Los Angeles. 
It was announced yesterday Clark was 19 years old. West Virginia is adding two years to Coach Neil Brown's contract. That will extend him through the 2026 season. Baylor's green and gold game is tomorrow at McLean Stadium. Coverage starts at 11 a.m. with Garrett Ross, your boy Q, and Tom Barfield with the tailgate show on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball this afternoon versus Iowa State. First pitch at 4 on 101.3 FM. Baylor baseball on the road at Texas Tech. First pitch at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. And the Rangers start their series with the White Sox tonight. First pitch at 7 o'clock on 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, mostly at Simcox, and it's time to visit with Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach Steve, great to uh, great to have you back on. Been monitoring this thing, and um, this has been a really interesting season. But I would say, if I'm kind of from afar and I watch on ESPN Plus or Plus Plus, I like to call it, and I like watching all that stuff, even though I have to hear the other teams' announcers sometimes. I love the way. I mean, every once in a while, you'll lead off one of these games with a home run. And uh, and that I guess it's the young Valdez at the plate that gets me all excited. Uh, I would say this team has kind of stabilized after a rocky Big Twelve start. Is that kind of how you see it? Like this team sort of got its feet back under them and seems to be headed in the right direction. Well, I'll tell you what we. I mean, we started off against two really really impressive clubs with TCU and Texas. Um, TCU might be one of the best, I would say, college teams I've seen in a long time right now with their starting pitching, um, some of their hitting and their speed. I mean, it's kind of like a, a pretty, uh, a, a pretty impressive overall package in regards to a team. And I, I thought our guys, you know, were young, were inexperienced in, in some areas, and it's good to able to be able to go through some of those, uh, some of those experiences as, as a club and as individual players. Uh, just to kind of understand exactly where where you need to get and the things you have to work on, and I think we've done that, and that's one thing that I'm really happy about is that we're we're progressing in a pretty good state right now, where you know we're learning, to, you know, we're not making the same mistakes over and over again, which is good, and uh, they're learning on the fly. Uh, really impressed with the, you know the caliber. Uh, and character and coachability of this team and is happy where we are right now. And, you know, we got a big test for us coming up this weekend. So uh, it's going to be good to see how our guys react. It is uh, Steve Rodriguez coming to us from Lubbock where they're preparing for a big series against Texas Tech. It's become one of the premier programs in the country. A great test for your team. Um, what, what do you... When you send uh, Tyler, and I, I believe you know the way you've been setting this up, obviously uh, Tyler Thomas and then Hayden Kettler usually goes on Saturday. Do you, when you go into a place where they're hitting a, a ton of bombs and they're hitting whatever, they got 55 home runs or something crazy this season, do, do you approach it any differently? Do you, do you say, hey, get out there and play, you know, uh, pitch your game? I mean, your guys have had a lot of success, so I'm sure you don't want to tweak anything too much how do you how do you approach it when you go up against some of those red hot bats well the big thing is to understand what your strengths are and that's one thing that coach Strauss does with our pitchers 
is he knows exactly who they are um, they, as a, an individual. They understand who they are as, as pitchers. And so uh, working with your strengths and then trying to find the weaknesses in the hitters. And then so you're trying to work your strengths against their weaknesses and, you know, try to make those paths cross uh, to where you have success and uh, not to leave, you know, make any mistakes into their strengths. And so that's where I think uh, we're, we're going to try to uh, match up with them. You know, obviously we're, it's going to be a little windy here today. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure out, you know, uh, the best game plan to go about it. But truthfully, like you can't change who you are as a player, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can change certain things. And so the biggest thing is to go with your strengths and try to expose some of their weaknesses and attack those. All right. And I would think after seeing what it's like to go into some places where they're not allowing fans, I know they weren't, there's one game I really wanted to go to over in the Metroplex and they weren't allowing fans. Now that you're starting to see fans, not only at your ballpark, but the road atmosphere is this um, is this is this tech uh, you know Dan Law Field is that uh, uh, coach is that about as 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 tough uh, an atmosphere as you'll face in the Big Twelve? What is that? Obviously, they're not packing it because they're not allowed to. But there'll be I don't know four thousand people in there probably. What's that? What's that atmosphere like? You've been in a lot of them. How does this compare to some of the others you've uh, you've played in front of? You know what's funny? We were actually talking about that this morning at breakfast, just the difference across the country and the attendance policies. It's been really fascinating to watch. You know, you'll see some teams in California who still aren't letting fans in or they have, you know, uh, a capacity of like 50 people or something. And then you watch (laughs) an Ole Miss-Mississippi State game where there's 11,000 fans at the game. You know, and so that's, I think that's what's really interesting about how this whole thing is is kind of playing out. And then the NCAA just came out uh, yesterday and talked about how there's going to be a 50% capacity um, at stadiums uh, that are going to be hosting regional, super regionals, and even possibly in Omaha. And so I think a lot of that is just fascinating to find out how, you know, you're determining uh, capacities in, in states that are either open or not or, or whatever it is. But I think that's what makes college baseball and college athletics great is the fan base. And, um, you know, they do a great job here at Texas Tech. They, you know, their fans love their programs. And uh, I, I know our guys, you know, you love coming here just because you know you're going you're gonna to go into a hostile environment where it's just fun and they cheer on their team. And um, I think a lot of our, the, the teams in this conference are doing such a great job with uh, producing such great attendance and fan bases that uh, make every weekend just a joy to play in. Well, it, and you all get to be the sport where you're just seeing more and more. It, it's funny to go talk to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. We were taking a trip up to your old neck of the woods, coach, recently for spring break up to California. And somebody was telling me, they're like, yeah, if you're in L.A., yeah, there's not much open. And, and I said, well, I'm actually going to be up in Orange County. And they, and they changed their response. They said, okay, I think you'll be okay up there. Like, right. Yeah, down in Newport, we actually went back to see uh, one of my good friends and uh, my goddaughter. And there's certain areas in Orange County that are very open, and then there's certain areas that are not. And it's just really interesting to see how each city and each county is uh, kind of shaping their protocols. Yeah, I would uh, definitely. I think uh, I would say Lubbock. Lubbock's going to provide for plenty of fans out there. Uh, as we kind of look at your lineup right now, um, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. And I early I was kind of joking with you, you know, about my Kaufman man, uh, Cade Currington. Uh, and I always bring him up, but he's had some good moments this season. But I, I really, boy, Pineda, uh, Valdez, and then, of course, McKenzie just, I mean, he, 
he is a guy that really sets the tone for this lineup with a pop, with the average, everything. I mean, you knew you knew what you had in him, but I mean, what is it like to have a couple of those guys, uh, Steve, that just almost night in, night out, they're going to make contact, they're going to put it in play. That that has to be a great feeling for a coach, knowing when you when you put certain guys in the lineup, there's no there's no like uh, roller coaster effect that takes place. Well, I'll tell you what, and that's one of the things I was talking about earlier is that the guys that you mentioned are still really young, you know, freshmen and sophomores, and so they're you know a lot of these guys uh, never played a Big Twelve game until this year because last year is true freshmen they came in and they only played about sixteen games, and then the season was shut down, and so now you know they're actually getting their taste of Big Twelve and, and the length of the season, and I, I think kind of like I was talking about the the learning of each game and each road trip and having to go to different places and, and playing against big crowds. And, um, you know, it, it's, it can take a toll just mentally, physically and, and having those guys up there, just young, just learning, uh, constantly learning, um, a lot of uh, different things about themselves as players, but, um, just how to kind of manage all of that is great. And then when you start to see the success they're having at the same time, you know, that, that just gives you just, it just brings smiles to coaches' faces. I know that when, when you start to see, okay, in the future, this, this could be really fun to watch, um, having these guys at the top of the order, uh, setting the table, and, and doing the great things that they're doing right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it's fascinating to watch all these guys come along and improve and, and, and the way they play in the field. I mean, you, you always have – it's just interesting, and, and part of this is your recruiting – but uh, it's like you – I don't remember when you didn't have a catcher. Uh, Baylor's had a great history of catchers that could, could just, you know, uh, I mean, just had a gun back there. And so it's always kind of fun. You know, certain teams you think of certain, certain ways. You know, Texas Tech has become known as sort of the bashers of the Big 12. What about your uh, pitching staff? We, I mentioned some of them. Um, can, we, can we announce here who you have on Sunday? Or are we still keeping that uh, – TBA. You know, I love always love breaking news here on the, the Mosley and Simcox show. <laughs> We're going to leave it TBA probably until later today. We just want to make sure everybody's feeling the way they're supposed to feel. Um, but, we you know, the, the regards to the pitching staff, when you look at a lot of teams right now, uh, because of everything that happened with the pandemic, it, it's a really interesting personality and dynamic to teams because you have kids who are their super seniors, whether they're 22 or 23 years old, then you have these true freshmen who are 18. So you have guys that have five years of separation between them. And then, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make that whole thing mesh. And it, it's a really interesting dynamic that I think a lot of college baseball coaches have done a really good job managing. And uh, it's been fun for us coaches to try to figure out the best way to do that. All right. Yeah, I, I'm loving uh... – I, I like the I like the back end. This, I mean, that's got to be a little frustrating when y'all went through that little bit of a lull. I say lull. You just ran into a buzzsaw with two top ten teams early in a in a season. You know that when you have a talented bullpen, I would think that's a little bit of a frustration for a pitching coach and a and a coach uh, when you can't quite get it to them, and you know you got so much help coming on the back end, and that's uh, that's part of the deal. All right, Stephen Simcox, go ahead, sir. Coach, staying on the pitching staff, I know you know Tyler Thomas is a really experienced guy, and you've used him in multiple ways, but what's kind of really clicked for him as, as a starter this year, taking the ball in, in that first game? You know, he started having a, little, a lot of success um, kind of toward – we kind of used him a little bit toward the back end of a game, 
and he was having a lot of success there. And then he ended up having a surgery called thoracic outlet surgery, which everybody is called like TOS. And it's a surgery that's come becoming a little more prominent where, you know, you start to lose feeling in your fingers and there's tingling. And um, we've actually had a couple guys go through it, position players and pitchers. Um, you know, what we start to hear more and more about it all across the country. And so he had that surgery and it has really changed who he is as a pitcher. Um, because, you know, when, when you're trying to throw a ball and you don't really have quite the feeling in your fingers that you should to be able to, to kind of give it the, the command that you're looking for, you know, it's frustrating on a lot of ends and you're trying to figure out, man, what's going on. And I can actually think back to several of the pitchers that I had even when I was at Pepperdine who had similar things and they could never figure out what was going on. And uh, nowadays we, we start to know that it's TOS. And, and so that's what we would have diagnosed it back with, uh, back then. But I think that has been one of the biggest things. And then once you start going out there and you start having success, it can't help but lead to confidence. You know, you go out there and uh, you start, you know, throwing complete games, you start throwing shutouts, and next thing you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, uh, this, this is a real deal for me. And he's had a lot of success. And um, he, he's really, I mean, when, you, when you see what type of kid he is and, and the success he's having, and it just makes it fun as a coach to watch a young man get that aha moment and then run with it. All right, Coach, a tingling in my in your fingers that brought back some bad <laughs> nightmares for me after my uh, my cycling accident. I would I would highly suggest a, uh, something called gabapentin for that. I know uh, Kenny Boyd will love me passing out some medical advice, but uh, I I found that to be really helpful. Uh, talking to Steve Rodriguez, the Baylor uh, coach, and uh, Bears have really got things going now and are being talked about. Uh, uh, as a, I think I'm seeing three seed in the tournament. I know you can't think about this, but of course I obsess about these things. Give me a real quick uh, scouting report on uh, looking at some of these Red Raiders. They up and down the lineup, they hit the ball. But Young is someone, uh, Jace Young, the younger brother of Josh Young, who is now, Rangers may call him up at some point this year, can play some third base, can play some first base. Uh, is are, Do you feel like you're looking Add a carbon copy. What what um, what what's different about his game? What's similar? Obviously, he seems to have similar power to his uh, older brother. Well, I'll tell you what. The fact that you know he's young and still and being able to develop what he has already is really impressive. Um, you know, and that's the thing is like Josh was a, just a really talented player. He could play third. He could play short. Uh, he could play second. I think he pitched a little bit. I mean, just an overall phenomenal athlete. And I think you're going to see the same thing with with uh, with this young man. And so, you know, when you have great athletes, it's easy to put them anywhere all over the field. And then the fact that he's kind of learned how to hit already um, is not great for me, but at the same time, it's great for our conference and uh, it's good for him. And I think it, when you start to see young men like that, you can't you can't help but just be you know just happy when you start to see kids have success like that. And, um, you know, even with our own guys, when you start to see guys, like you said, McKenzie and Pineda and Valdez and Andy Thomas, when they start to get the success that they've had um, because of all their hard work, it's just really fun to watch. All right. And uh, now the, the pitcher on that staff that kind of caught my eye, the Montverde is, uh, I, I, in fact, I, I love looking at all the prospects, you know, and you had a good comment yesterday. You said this is one of the few Baylor teams in the past. You know, it's not like right now they're jumping off the, uh, you know, the page with a bunch of prospects. Although these young guys could become prospects, but Montverde, because of the way he throws, what what are we looking at uh, 
against that particular Texas Tech pitcher? Because I'm seeing his name pop up a little bit. Is this a crafty guy? Can he do a little bit of everything? What uh, what what should we expect from him? Oh, he's going to be you know fastballs up to the low 90s. A uh, really good changeup with a slider and. You know, when you're when you're starting on Friday for Texas Tech, that means you have a great competitive nature to you, and, and they think very highly of you. So, um, you know, if they think highly of him with a you know a top ranked team like this, that means he's doing something up there. So he controls the running game real well, uh, commands his own. So we just have to be aggressive on pitches that we know we can hit. All right, uh, Coach, we appreciate it. We're going to get you back on at about 3 or 4 o'clock today to announce live on the air who your Sunday starter is. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think I'll be going to batting practice, so your, your oh, guess is no. fine. Just guess whatever you want. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate it. There he goes, Steve Rodriguez, Baylor uh, baseball coach, and it is time for the J-Mo Show. That is next, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show.